We have some interesting and frankly unfortunate news out of the Diocese of Arlington. The bishop issued a draconian limitation on the apostolic mass in that diocese. We've gotten to the point where individual dioceses limiting the Latin mass isn't really newsworthy anymore to talk about on a large scale. But this decree is a little different for two reasons. First, it shows that the modernists are planning a phase out of most, if not all, Latin mass options in a relatively short time from now. And second, Arlington was the diocese with the most apostolic mass options available anywhere in the church in America. I say was because this decree smashed those options down to something more manageable for the modernists. This decree has another facet to it as well that we've seen before. The likelihood of Roman intervention and authorship of the decree. This decree was issued while news of Francis having the Canadian bishops participate in yet a third pagan ritual on his Canada trip sent shockwaves through the church, where Francis gave us this keen insight into his message that we must simultaneously spread the gospel, but not work to make civilization Catholic. And this is directly related to their efforts to smash the apostolic mass, and I'll give you that here in a second. It's a, it's, what Francis is saying here is directly opposite of what the church has always taught on such things. We should make the world Catholic. should be a return to Christendom, essentially, is what the church has always taught on these things. Francis even co-opted St. Paul for his message that actually secularization is a good thing because apparently secularization means having the world run by the laws of reality without bias. Newsflash, folks. Even in Christendom, the world was run by the rules of reality without bias. And if he's that is what he thinks secularization means, then we're in a lot of trouble. From his address at the Cathedral of Our Lady in Quebec, quote, In order to refine our discernment of the secularized world, let us draw inspiration from the words written by St. Paul VI in Evangelium Nuntiandi, an apostolic exhortation that remains highly relevant today. He understood secularization as the effort in itself just and legitimate and in no way incompatible with faith or religion to discover the laws governing reality and human life implanted by the creator. God does not want to be, us to be servants, but sons and daughters. He does not want to make decisions for us or oppress us with a sacral power, exercised in a world governed by religious laws. No, he created us to be free, and he asks us to be mature and responsible persons in life and in society. End quote. Aha. Okay, then. I mean, the church never actually taught that God made us to be free. We are to be servants of Christ, in servitude to Christ, to Our Lady. I think you get the idea. I could hit you with many, many quotes from saints and doctors of the church attesting to that. Francis goes on to distinguish his idea of secularization from secularism as if the two weren't the same thing. His idea of secularism is to take secularization and make it militant. Francis wants desperately to be on the side of the secular world, to use the rules, but then make them compatible for a soft Catholicism that embraces the values and modes of understanding of the world. The problem is it just doesn't work that way. But it does help to explain his antipathy for the apostolic mass. And if I was an Eastern Rite Catholic, I'd be nervous watching all of this because the traditional Latin mass and the Eastern Rite divine liturgies have the same things in common that Francis seems to have a great deal of antipathy towards. Supernatural beauty made manifest for even those blind to the faith to see. That's how we got the Agatha Christie indult, folks. Agatha Christie was not a Catholic. This antipathy has led to this. From the Diocese of Arlington, we get this decree released on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern when no one is supposed to be paying attention. That's your first clue, by the way, about who actually wrote this, because those kind of decrees are issued by Rome, 
because they know they won't be popular. But Jeremy Dannenbaum of Me Memorari Media, who got wind of the traditional priests of the Diocese of Arlington, who had themselves been in a long meeting with Bishop Burnbridge all day, he let a few of us know ahead of time that this was coming down the pike. At 5 p.m. Eastern, the news came out that the bishop was paring down the Latin Mass offerings from 21 parishes that offer it regularly to only eight. Arlington had been the home of the most apostolic masses in the U.S. in one diocese. Had been. Mr. Dannenbaum sent the news to a few commentators just before it went public, myself included, so thank you for the news tip. And a few of us have noticed the same things. The sunset for the Latin Mass. And worse, this writing doesn't bear the hallmark of the Bishop of the Diocese, but sounds more like soon-to-be Cardinal Arthur Roach, which has implications. We'll start with the sunset clause for the Latin Mass. I'll quote the document directly here, where you'll see the sunset provision, the call to submission to the vaunted council that, in reality, never actually called for the suppression of the Apostolic Mass, strictly speaking, and the denigration of traditional Catholics, but pointing out the weird, extremely tiny portion of the Catholic population, as if you know imposing oppressive measures is okay if that's all you're doing. From the decree, quote, since the publication of Traditionis Custodis, Bishop Burnbridge has consistently emphasized two points. First, the Diocese of Arlington will be obedient to the Holy Father's directives, working toward unity in our use of liturgical rites. Second, the diocese, diocesan instruction related to Traditionis Custodis would be sensitive to those who attend the traditional Latin Mass. This has been evidenced by Bishop Burnbridge submitting a request for dispensation from Traditionus Custodis to the Dicastery for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments. Consequently, three parishes were granted permission to continue celebration of the traditional Latin Mass in their parish churches for a term of two years. In total, eight of the current 21 locations throughout the Diocese of Arlington will have the traditional Latin Mass available for the approximately 2.5% of local Mass-attending Catholics who prefer this liturgical form. The promulgation of Traditionus Custodis recalls for all of us Christ's faithful, the Second Vatican Council's teaching found in the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy, Sacrosanctum Concilium. Liturgical services are not private functions, but are celebrations of the Church, which is the sacrament of unity, namely the holy people united and ordered under their bishops. For this reason, we ask the Holy Spirit to increase his gifts of unity and peace within the universal church and within our local church. Let us pray with ever greater fervor that God our Father will be pleased to grant her peace and guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world. End quote. So he actually asked for permission to ignore Traditionus Custodis. And then he, he, we'll use he in quotes, granted three parishes to continue. Think about that. That wasn't from him. That was from Rome. It comes with a list of where the Mass is permitted, by the way. If you want that decree to see it, I'll have it in a special weekend show notes on my site today at returntotradition.org. It's the name of this podcast with the .org at the end. Just look for the post with today's title in the, in the, or in the, as the header. You'll find it there. But notice the subtle hint what I, in what I just read to you about its authorship. The document calls for traditional Catholics. It calls all of us a tiny fringe who are dividing the church. That's Arthur Roche, folks. That's not Bishop Burnbridge saying that. Mr. Dannenbaum of Memorari Media had this observation, one that I've seen echoed elsewhere by Dr. Kwasniewski and a few others. From Mr. Dannenbaum's post about this on Facebook, this is pretty good. Quote, wow, as a Catholic writer, I often quip that nothing surprises me anymore. Today surprised me. I expected a milk toast list of restrictions from the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. 
Bishop Burbridge has never struck me as a type that would issue a decree so aggressive as what we read earlier today. I must admit the tone of the decree reads more like Arch Archbishop Roach than Bishop Burbridge. If that's the case, then today revealed much more than just the Latin mass restrictions in the Diocese of Arlington. It revealed that these restrictions are most likely being drafted by the Dicastery for Divine Worship and sent to the bishops to sign, seal, and deliver with a devastating blow to the faithful. This is certainly a stark contrast from the collegiality that Pope Francis spoke of earlier this year. Furthermore, it blatantly contradicts the notion of a listening church. Rather, it suggests that these are merely guises to veil the underlying agenda of transforming the church of God into the church of man. You can be certain that for this egregious wrongdoing, no apology will ever be given. The traditional Catholic movement poses the exclusive threat to making that transformation a reality. Hence, the Vatican has zeroed in on doing everything it can to dismantle us brick by brick. But with Christ as our cornerstone, we shall not be moved. Today, as I read the raw emotions being posted by the faithful of the Diocese of Arlington, my heart ached. It genuinely ached. For those of us who report on these things, maintaining our faith becomes a daily challenge. Today was certainly no exception. No matter what surprise is in store for us next, we know that we are fighting for a common good. We know that in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph. We know that nothing will keep us from the mass of the ages. Onward, Christian soldiers. We took a slight blow today. We've gotten used to them. Each one makes us stronger and more resilient. Let us refocus and get back into the battlefield for the salvation of souls. Let's pray for each other. Our rosaries are our most powerful weapons. End quote. If you're not following Memorari Media on Facebook or elsewhere, you should fix that if you're still on that platform. Dr. Kwasniewski had this to say in a slightly longer post, also on Facebook. Quote, My friends in Arlington, I am grieving for you, and I am angry with you. What a sickening moment. This severe implementation in Arlington does not read like Bishop Burbridge. It is not hard to believe he has been pressured into it. There is every reason to believe Rome insisted and he was not willing to pull a Canon 87 and risk being yanked. A friend says he thinks Burbridge spent a lot of political capital to keep the TLM at St. Rita's. This much is clear. My intel points to increasing behind-the-scenes attacks from the DDW, the Dicastery for Divine Worship. Targeting dioceses known for their, for their diocesan TLMs. Dear priests of God who offer the old mass and the old rites of the sacraments, you who know what the usus antiqua means in itself, what it has come to mean to you personally, what it means to the people to whom you minister, you cannot stand by and comply with this tyranny. You, your promise of obedience to the bishop must never serve as a blanket to cover for the modernist takeover of the church, which is exactly what we are witnessing. It is not the church or the bishop that is asking you to renounce what is noble, great, beautiful, holy, true, nourishing to you and to the faithful. The Immaculate Bride of Jesus Christ would never ask such a thing, nor would any true shepherd walking in the footsteps of the Lord. No, it is the prison guards of treachery, traditionus custodis, the progressives, the liberals, the modernists who have occupied high positions, the lavender group who uses threats, blackmail, and bribes. These are the ones commanding you now and very manip likely manipulating lower bishops on the roster to throw away the wisdom of Benedict XVI, to abandon your missiles and your flocks, to grovel for permission they will eagerly deny. I say this to all tradition-loving Catholics in Arlington, in D.C., in Chicago, in Savannah, everywhere. Yes, pray for your bishops. Pray for the Pope. Pray for your enemies and persecutors. Fast and pray. But do not put your own salvation at risk by obeying that which must never be obeyed. That which must be resisted if you expect to look yourself in the eye and not flinch because you have denied what you know deep down to be right and true. Addendum. 
Let me explain why I'm speaking in such sharp terms. After all, some may say Bishop Burbridge's decree isn't so bad. It kept three major locations and included five others. That's quite a, quite a bag of TLM coverage for one diocese. Besides, he had to make some hits in order to look compliant and buy time for the TLM congregations. Maybe he's even sympathy, secretly sympathetic. All that may be true. But I'm always thinking of the bigger picture. If you look at the detailed PDF policies, they're full of the same falsehoods that Bergoglio and Roach have been pushing, and they pledge to work toward the same goal, the, the eventual extinction of the traditional Latin mass, the entire framework of traditionalist custodis, and the response that is constructed out of falsehoods, and that is why all further restrictions based on them are equally invalid. If for the sake of a false peace, we accept these structures, we enter into complicity with them, we aid and abet the dismantling of what we know and love. It's fine to be pragmatic, but let's not forget there, there are questions of truth at stake here too. End quote. That's the news out of Arlington. The real news isn't some restrictions being imposed. Again, that's happening so frequently now that you can't keep up with them. The real news is that it looks highly likely that the Roman Curia is now imposing restrictions on dioceses in America that didn't move fast enough or hard enough against the Latin mass and against traditional Catholics, for Roach is likely. And you've got to ask yourself why they're moving with such urgency. And I don't think it has much to do with Francis having limited time left. I think there's something else going on. Geography is also something to bear in mind here. Just a week ago, Cardinal Gregory of Washington, D.C. issued his draconian restrictions on the Latin Mass. And due to the governing role archbishops have over their neighboring regular bishops, that certainly played a role here, too. To what extent pressure was exerted, we'll unfortunately never know. But I do know this. Arlington will not be the last. Other dioceses will have restrictions imposed on them in this way. The Diocese of Savannah did recently as well. No invocation of Canon 87 by the bishops, no meaningful resistance was given. That's where we are now. And it's why I repeat something I haven't said in a while. If Catholic public figures tell you that certain priestly fraternities who will be offering the Latin Mass no matter what happens, if they tell you that they're in schism, while themselves pretending as Catholic public figures to be on the side of tradition and resisting Francis's errors, don't trust them. There is a coordinated effort to get the resistance to Francis to end. We're seeing it manifest in real time. So that's the news out of Arlington. Thanks for tuning in today to a special Saturday news story. Share this if you can. It really does help. And like and subscribe as well. Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.